You're listening to Fourth and Crawl, the podcast that doesn't laugh when females talk about roots. Routes? How's it? Either way. Here are your hosts, B. Michael Kroll and D.T. Perry Evans. Sorry. So as recorded this on Wednesday afternoon, some breaking news happened. That won't be breaking when people hear this, but I figured we should talk about it. Apparently Cam Newton said something really stupid to a female reporter just now. And uh, which which was? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked, Perry. <laughs> uh, basically, he said that, quote, he thinks it's funny to hear a female NFL reporter use a common football term. That's the headline. But let me say actually what I actually said. Hey, do I have a direct quote? Yeah. Jordan Rodriguez of the Charlotte Observer asked Newton this question. This comes from the Washington. Damn, dude. He did it to, like, the city press too yeah. like he didn't even do this to the national bad choice no he like, did it to the local yeah way. way to create enemies in your own town exactly i know you take pride this is jordan's question i know you take pride in seeing your receivers play well devin funches has seemed to really enjoy really to devin funches has seemed to really embrace the physicality of his routes and getting those extra yards does that give you a little bit of enjoyment to see him truck kind of truck sticking people out there i guess it's a madden term yeah and uh yeah, so then Mr. Newton, when she said, when the woman said Rouse, he started smirking and says, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. It's funny, Newton repeated before actually getting around to answering the question. Anyway, so apparently she talked to him afterwards and he was even more, bigger dick and she didn't want to comment on that publicly. Even more obtuse. Even more obtuse. Like, so I ask you, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um... He grew up in America as a star NFL player. How's that? How about that's wrong? The environment created for him to succeed is a cesspool of homophobia and sexism. Yeah. Like filled with misogynists, paid for and run by racists. Like, like, can we stop pretending that the NFL is not just a giant cyst that needs to be drained? Well, this is what I'm starting to feel now. Like, really? Like... Who in the NFL other than like, we have like what with the Walter Payton Award we give away every year yeah. for, like for the one good person we have. <laughs> Jason Witten is the one good person in the NFL, apparently. Yeah, usually it's Larry yeah. Fitzgerald, too. Larry Fitzgerald and Jason. So we have two standout people in the entire NFL football league. And, and one is a Dallas Cowboy. Who and knew? one is a Dallas Cowboy. <laughs> That's, things have really changed. Right. We're not winning anymore, so as you see that. Oh, my God. Shut up. <laughs> But no, it's just, I, I'm just, at this point, it just seems like we're rehashing the same problems over and over and over again. NFL player says something that's sexist. NFL player says something that's offensive. NFL player does something that's offensive, inappropriate, touching, or even yeah. Peyton Manning, the holy oh, the he idol he his, is. At Tennessee, he got in trouble yeah, for putting uh, his, salt. Yeah. Like putting his nuts on some lady trainer. Teabagging somebody. Yeah. yeah, let's use the clinical term. That is clinical. Um, I think I heard that in college. In yeah, in an anatomy. Yeah. The tea bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just, I don't feel, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I'm disappointed. I would like and have defended Cam Newton before because I wanted to see him succeed being somebody from Charlotte and somebody who yeah. uh, I really want a black quarterback to succeed and win a Super Bowl and be dominant in the NFL because I'm tired of this whole narrative that like, that or these, I think an older narrative that black people can't succeed as QBs or mm -hmm. they can't win. 
um, except for what was it, Jason Williams or Doug Williams, who won for the Redskins in the eighties, was is the only black quarterback who's ever won a Super Bowl. Okay, I think so. I'm not sure. And I listened to Chris Rock uh, for a while go off and say like f- that was his favorite player because it was the first time he had ever seen. It's like pretty much every time when he grew up watching college football, there'd be a great black QB, and his dad would look at him and go, well, enjoy him while it lasts because they're not going <laughs> to let him be QB in the NFL. And so it, I really want – I wanted to see Cam Newton succeed because I got uh, frustrated with this narrative that, like, he was ungrateful or he was uh, too celebratory. Yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, new, uh, Aaron Rodgers got a commercial – uh, with State Farm and is exalted because of his touchdown celebration, the discount double check belt put on celebration thing. Yeah. And Cam Newton has his Superman celebration, but that apparently is offensive and over the top. Well, to be fair, I thought Aaron Rodgers' championship belt bullshit was stupid. Well, too. no, I thought I thought it was dumb, but I don't think it's any more. It is a double standard. I don't, yeah, I, think. I, I think there's there seems to be this double standard where like you, if a black person who celebrates in the NFL is a diva. And mm-hmm. a white person who celebrates in the NFL is just a good player who deserves to celebrate. Right. And that's one thing that I always cheered for Cam Newton because I really wanted him to be the guy or just somebody to break the stereotype. But hearing this, it's disappointing because it's like, great. And it's like, now I don't want to cheer for you. It's mm-hmm. not now. This is not near as appalling as the Michael Vick situation. Oh, my, yeah. Michael Vick is garbage. It, he's, Cam Newton has become... Like most NFL players these days, falling idols. We've all wanted them to be great and consider them to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we're all realizing now with the overexposure of their personal lives and just the overexposure of the league in general, that they're very much human. But hold on a second, though. This is not overexposure. This is a, a reporter asking him a question during a press event. All right. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to. Oh. This, this event in, in specific wouldn't be. Yeah, problem of yeah, it's just an idiot be, being dumb. Yeah, that's my problem with it is that this guy gets paid twenty million dollars at least a year, like what is it, twenty twenty five? That's going wait for top quarterback. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, he's up there. Right. So, and this is what he has to deal with, even though he thinks it's funny. I mean, you should be self aware enough. You should be smart enough. Yeah. To not to say stupid shit like that. Well, I mean, you to should... say to, to not even go out deal with the fact that sh- that's offensive to a reporter doing her job. You know. I don't. I have never played a lick of football in my life besides flag football at law school. But I can talk about a goddamn route. I know what one is. I know how what they're supposed to do in football, and she can't. Oh, I agree. And, and he can't. He doesn't have self awareness or savvy enough to know not to say something like that. I mean, because there's. Let me go back up. Let me slow down for a second. The question is: Is where? How is this going? How is he going to win this discussion? You know what is. The end result of him saying that statement, because he's doing it to a reporter, she's going to bring it up mm. because of who he is. The entire world is going to start talking about it. Yeah. Where's the end game? And he should be smart enough to know that there isn't any way to win. That, that that's the I 100% I agree. That's the thing that blows me away. Mostly about this is that sometimes there are reporters, female and male, who ask dumb questions. Right. That aren't phrased correctly. That they don't have, they're not prop. They don't. They do, let's say, a TMZ or something. They don't study football. They don't. This, the way this question was phrased mm-hmm. and and uh, presented to him was a football savvy question from yeah. a, a seemingly football savvy mind. And it was a softball to get him to, to praise one of his top wide receivers. It wasn't even a negative. Can't, we've all known that Cam Newton deals. Uh, he's a little snippy with the negative press. Yeah. 
which is it's fine. I understand why you don't want to be negatively pointed out. On I get it. But to to have someone compliment you in a pretty good uh, what's the right what's the word I'm looking for uh, a professional manner. Yeah. And just to just to try to discredit her for there's no reason he would try to discredit her. Now, has she written any negative articles about him recently? I don't know. Is he trying to do they have a previous relationship that maybe we don't know about? But if they don't, it seems to me like he just discredited her, just tried to discredit her because she's a woman. Yeah. And that is pretty despicable. It's it's also just dumb. Oh, like you're saying, like the NFL owners are all racist. You look at Colin Kaepernick. Oh, by the way, that's something we should talk about later today um, is the new quarterback for oh, the Whedon. Tennessee Titans. Whedon. Whedon got a job. Whedon, yeah. He's, he's proved time and time again that he cannot succeed, and yet he's got a job over Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, especially when they needed a mobile-type quarterback. I, I wonder what who fits that archetype. Yeah. But anyway, so the owners are all sexist. The players are all, you know, owners are sexist, racist, all that kind of Trump assholes. And then you have the players who, are, you know, I don't know. I don't want to smear the entire league because there's a lot of people who actually play football yeah. professionally, but there are a lot of shit bags there. The, it, there's a lot of shit bags there because we allow there to be a lot of shit bags there. We, yeah. we give them extra opportunities to get away with being shit bags. So, I mean, I think that a lot of people go in to the NFL or a lot of players come out of high school before they go to college yeah. and aren't, you know, they're, they're more grounded and more humble uh, but then you put them in an environment where they're Adonis's, mm-hmm. you know, from the college environment, even at some highs, I mean, someone who grew up in the South in North Carolina, right. which is an extremely athletic environment where the coolest kid in my school, always starting quarterback or best player on the basketball team. That's it. Doesn't matter if he was dumb as a stump, looked like a sloth. Didn't matter. He was the guy who got the head cheerleader. That was it. He that's, it was all athletically driven. Right. Well, that's how it is for most high schools. Yeah. Well, I mean, I moved out to California and it was completely, it was Silicon Valley, but yeah. it was completely different. It was much more, I mean, you walked onto the basketball team, it was tiny, but kids are terrible. <laughs> like, it was bad. But, um, so I think we just created, we've created these environments and these loopholes for these players. And we, then we criti- criticize them for taking them. Like, oh, I can't believe he hit his wife and then got away with it. Well, we didn't, like, not only did the NFL not suspend him. For four games, the state didn't even charge him. Can we get by, can we give the NFL a break for a minute? Why does we criticize the NFL more for how they handle th- with domestic right. assault than we are criticizing the police and the judges who ha- and the DAs who handle the uh, well, assault th- on these? I think pla- what with that is, it, you know, from the state perspective, there's a hard, higher um, threshold to charge. Especially, you know, you had a defendant who's going to, who has millions of dollars to fight a conviction. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened with uh, Ben Roethlisberger. You know that. that oh, he, D- he did that shit. Yeah, the D. Oh, yeah, the DA basically came out and said we do not have enough evidence to charge him, considering the resources that Ben Roethlisberger has. Yeah, you know, because you know he will fight that with everything he's got. And a poor rural county, a DA, he can't. They can't do that. They can't fight that. So yeah, see, but that yeah, there's a huge there's a huge problem there. That's, oh, yeah. that's unfortunate. I, I and I have absolutely no ability or idea how to fix it. Well, the way you fix it is you raise taxes and you give money to the state. Well, we just lost half of our fan base with that statement. 
<laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> Which one of the five people listen to us every week left, do you think? We should oh, get I don't a know. list. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I just let me just say this. You talk about raising taxes to football fans. You might as well do it from a knee. Yeah, t- t- <laughs> two white guys talking about racial relations in the NFL. No problem. I say, well, you want more police and stuff on the roads. You have to pay tax. That's it. Well, it's, it's two things. You want to raise taxes to put more police on the roads? Now you're a guy, and I'm all for raising taxes. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you don't pay any. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a real good point. point. All right, so anyway, so let's let's talk about this Brandon Weed and Colin Kaepernick thing right now, because here is an excellent test. Like all year, we've basically people. Anyone who's been paying attention says that Kaepernick is, is basically blackball from the league. Yeah, right? he was never my favorite player. I thought it was kind of annoying, especially that, you know, talk about that bicep kissing thing. Yeah, that was, that was irritating. But the man can play. He's certainly better than a lot of. Oh, he's an, he's an athletic specimen. Yeah. Six, five. What does he run like a four, four, 40 or something like yeah. that? He's ridiculously athletic. He is certainly a backup caliber guy. Oh, no question. And how many how many quarterbacks starting quarterbacks have gone down this year that would have worked out for him? You know, like, I mean, guaranteed, I'd say you go with. Tennessee, Tennessee, Miami. Yeah, to the two. Um, I think he'd be do well on Denver. Well, that's what I was talking to a friend in of the mine. spread when, offense. When I was in Arizona, who follows Denver a lot uh, closer, and they said that um, what happened with Denver, because Kaepernick went, che- went, went and tra- checked out with those guys. Well, you know what Elway's going to say to Kaepernick. Well, well, yeah. Exactly. But he wanted too much money. Really? Yeah, he wants starting quarterback money. Mm. But that was like early in the process. I don't know if that's the case now. I think maybe Kaepernick, if he's at all savvy, is dialing back his demands. Yeah, but, now he's... He's like, but why aren't people talking about it? So here we go. Here's the test case. Mariotta goes down. Mobile young quarterback. They need a guy that fits that system. There's Kaepernick. I don't think he was even brought in for a tryout. And they get this fucking idiot Whedon. He's not even in the league, right? He was. They brought him at back. He wasn't playing on anyone's. Thing. No, he wasn't playing on anybody. He played. Was he at Houston last year for a little bit? I think so. I think he was in and out of here. Like, because they had, what, three different QBs start for them? Savage. Wheat, <laughs> Savage. And to Osweiler were the we, three last year. We need to do a future podcast. This is a side note. I'm like, who has the best football name? I think, like, you know, Savage is up there. Whitney uh, Merciless, especially for linebacker. I think that's the best one. DeBrickashaw Ferguson's always oh, yeah, gonna be. It was a, that's a good name. DeBrickashaw is just like, I don't know how you just know your kid's gonna be a defensive or offensive <laughs> lineman like out the womb, but those parents are like, no, nope, this well, is a DeBrickashaw. If he tears your womb up going out, there's a good chance. Well, then he'll there's a, be there's a, a Latavius Murray. I like Latavius Murray. That's a good one. Latavius, yeah, Latavius is a good name. Latavius is a good name. I like Larry Fitzgerald's name just because he sounds like a white guy and like you know in, in the Lower East Side. Yeah, of New York. my uh, my uh, ex who moved to New York, her name was Kim Rickman. So uh-huh. like, she's like, I get every job because they think I'm a white girl when I apply. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take I Smart. take it she's not. No, she was. Uh, okay. Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, she obviously wasn't white. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so Whedon got a job. Kaepernick doesn't. And like, you know, what can they say now? What What are the NFL owners going to say now? Well, I mean, first of all, they. It doesn't matter what they said. Well, that's it doesn't point. matter what they say. It doesn't matter. Uh, they never said anything previously ex- except behind closed doors yeah. in the cabal of billionaires. Um, it is. I think we were all looking for the proof. We're all like kind of waiting for this moment. Mm-hmm. I think some people predicted 
that oh he'll definitely get a job but this when I people think, start getting injured yeah exactly yeah. the everyone predicted like oh when teams lose uh some depth when they need to get it back when keep a team with a the Titans that was predicted to go to the playoffs this year yeah. need some help uh, with a run or lose. They'll pick him up. And I think we're, what we're seeing is, yeah, this is proof to the pudding. He's blackballed. He's like, he's what Richard Sherman and a couple other, the players, Michael Bennett, and a couple other players yeah. have outspokenly said is he's not gotten a job because he took that name and that's it. And the NFL, which of course is always trying to just not create, uh, negative attention for themselves yeah has only created the most possible negative attention that could come out of this situation yeah there's, there's no way to uh there's no way to, to justify it now no there's absolutely no i mean there was there was there was a very small justification in the beginning which is yeah nobody wants to deal with this media nightmare that kaepernick could be mm-hmm. um now the the entire league is a media nightmare. So what's Kaepernick going to do? Well, I think that it's going to offend the uh the brain dead, you know, troops contingent of the uh, NFL. Yeah. You know. That that's what it's going to do. But how does that affect people? How does that affect their bottom line? Season tickets are sold out almost everywhere. Mm-hmm. The NFL the networks already gave the NFL their money. I mean, jersey sales? I mean, and even then the <sighs> I think it's it's all about they don't want any sales to be affected. I think that's how they're just such penny bitching bricks that they they would rather <laughs> they would rather drown a baby to save money on diapers. Well, that's that's you know what, what they I mean. Were, like that's where we're at. Well, that's what I comment. I've heard this comment talking about this uh, last week. How the NFL owners, in order to save some money, mm-hmm. they when they were negotiating the last CBA, they gave the players less practices on the offensive line. Mm-hmm and or less practices in general and that's why the offensive line play is so bad this year so they're trying to save money but they're getting a better worse play however and this goes into my interesting theory of the nfl which we'll talk about next segment i don't think that's a bad thing that we've seen worse offensive line play yeah i don't think so either i think it's we i like to see sacks (laughs) you know Uh, well i'm not necessarily talking about that but why don't we? Uh, this is a good stopping point. Why don't we end here? Yeah, yeah. We'll I bring think on a good, Alex. A good point. And then we'll uh, we'll go next next segment. I'll talk about my theory for the NFL this play this year and why it's been down, but still we've been having good games. All right. I'm I'm I have no idea what this is going to be, so I'm kind of interested. Good. We'll see you on the other end. All right. Hey everyone, it's comedian Alexandria Love here with your 60 second culture pop. Of course, you've all heard about the tragedy in Las Vegas. Luckily, there's always people around to help. The chairman of the Clark County Commission set up a GoFundMe page. There's already a cool couple million in there. But if you'd like to donate, please visit GoFundMe.com and type in the Las Vegas Victims Fund. Those looking for information about missing loved ones in the area can call 1-800-536-9488. Why am I giving you this information via a short podcasting segment, you might be asking? Well, because thoughts and prayers are nice. But there's always more we can be doing. Anyway, with our remaining seconds, let's quickly pop that sad little balloon, shall we? A lady in China died of overwork after logging 159 hours of overtime a month, which surprised everyone involved because in most Asian countries, those kind of hours are considered a part-time job. Tom 
Petty's death took media attention away from the worst mass shooting in American history. Cool, Tom. I can see why they call you Petty. Booty callers and drunk dorm room dwellers beware. Netflix is once again raising their prices, so pretty soon you're just going to have to chill. A woman gets a $400,000 package of oxycodone instead of the yoga mat she ordered. How terrible. If you or anyone you know have any information about the source of this package, please send it directly to my home address in Berkeley so that we can help this young woman. You know what bothered me the most about the whole Cam Newton thing? The fact that men still call women females. Like we're a species of bear that you find at the San Diego Zoo. Well, I guess women kind of are like bears. We love eating fresh honey. We don't like it when you touch our cubs. And to avoid a confrontation, it's probably best that you just pretend like you're asleep. Think about it, ladies. Winnie the Pooh has been sporting crop tops since 1926 with his body positive self. Maybe we're not that different. Hugh Hefner's final resting place is beside Marilyn Monroe, proving that even in death, most men are sleeping beside women that are way too good for them. The actor who's famous for playing Noah Puckerman on Glee has pleaded guilty to child porn charges. He should have been grousing in incognito mode. Mo 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 and that was the highest production value you'll ever hear on this program. That was also your 60 seconds. Consider your culture popped. I love you, Vegas. Now, back to these assholes. And that was Alex. Hey, Alex. She uh, she killed it last week. No, last week was my favorite one so far. Yeah, I that think cracked me up. One of the top top five that she's done, I think. But it cracked me up too that she did like, let me try the five jokes that should be made about this and, and rolled them <laughs> through them all. I was like, yeah, like that for me was like, yes. Oh uh, yeah. Finally, she, way to criticize the comedians, Alex. We need it. Yeah, I'm tired I hope the, of hearing us talk about the same shit. <laughs> I hope she does it more. I I told her, you know, as as my producer, put it on my producer hat. I was like, you know, I like it when you get political. I can get it real. Whatever yeah. you want to do. I never I never edit any of her stuff. Like some she has these like false starts and whatnot. I swear to God, I'm gonna take all of her false starts and like create like a, a beat for it. Be like, you know, you know, <laughs> oh fuck me. Like I create like a techno song with all of her false starts. And I'll I'll release it whenever she leaves us. So like, you know, Alex, if you're listening, you're probably not. But if you're hearing that, there you go. That's you can never friend. leave. You can never leave. All right. So <clears throat> so as I as I teased the last segment. What is this theory? My theory about the NFL this year. Now Two things we know two truths about the NFL. After four weeks, we've had some very good games. Yes, we've had a lot of some of the best games we've had in years from surprising teams. Yeah. Two, the offensive line play is down. Yes, overall. So here's my theory. I think overall, I think play is not as good. I think the actual technical, technical aspects of football, the precision, the you know what you need to actually make a football game work. Yeah is down the skill levels are down but because of that there's no overarching dominant team and thus every team is in it so we're getting better games yeah i could see that i mean think about that uh a couple weeks ago the uh, houston um houston new england patriots game mm-hmm. patriots went on to win it but you're talking about a uh, uh, talking about david's about slay goliath that's yeah. interesting to watch you know non-competitive games where people just bulldozing everybody that's not fun to watch the texans though have had at least on the defensive side have had the patriots number for a little while i mean they almost beat them in the playoffs last year right but that's just one example though yeah because you know look at the uh that thursday night game a couple weeks ago between the rams and the the uh, niners and the niners yeah over 40 almost 40 points scored on both sides of the ball Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I saw the 49ers play the Cardinals. Now, unfortunately, the 49ers lost, but they are not that good a team to drop no. 40 points on a, on, a, on a person. Yeah, well, the Rams defense also has been scored on heavily. Yeah, that's interesting because I want to talk about the Rams here in a little bit because we're going to be uh, looking forward to this week but and kind of reviewing last week. But the Rams, they improved greatly. Their, their offense is solid. And specifically, yeah. um, what's his name? The running back. Not Todd Melvin Gurley. Gordon. Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is killing it. Yeah, he is. He is killing it. Well, you, yeah, because last year the people were like, is he a bust? He's not doing so well. Well, he's got, he's got there. You can't stack 10 people in the box because they're afraid you might throw the ball now. Yeah. They're, it's their, their passing game has made Todd Gurley one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL, which is how it's supposed to be. Absolutely. You know, because before Jared Goff, you know, and who was, who was actual, because they benched someone for Jared Goff last year. Who was their quarterback? Oh, Case, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yes. Oh, yes. That was it. Give Case a, Keenum. Yep, they should put Case Keenum and Jeff Fisher in a boat and like dump him in the Hudson Bay or something. Just just put them on an ice no, floe. They deserve each other. I don't other. think Keenum deserves that. <laughs> Why not? But Jeff Fisher. He's the worst. Well, first of all, Keenum's never uh, Keenum just fall, seems to just keep falling into positions to fail. <laughs> yeah. um, is he is he playing this year? Is he in the league? I don't know. I don't know. Let's K- case, that. give us a shout out. If you're in the league, text me at. Uh... <laughs> if you're here in this case, if you're here in this podcast, blink three times. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Case Keenum. Football quarterback. Current team, Minnesota Vikings. That's yeah. what I thought. Oh, well, he's the reason that Kyle Rudolph has not been <laughs> generating any fantasy points for me late. Oh, my God. That Talk Thank about talk you. about a team that just can't get anything. They were like a couple years ago. They were like prime. They were like top five. People thought, oh, the Minnesota Vikings are going to do it. And then their new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, then his knee almost gets severed in practice. <sighs> then they get Sam Bradford, captain check down. And then he goes out. And now Dalwin Cook they don't is ha- out. They have three QBs and about four and a half knees on that team. <laughs> like that is they've got they've got a problem that, yeah they got a problem <laughs> like, that's not good especially okay so let's let's talk about last week now and we kind of brought it up a little that's we're you're doing uh that's our thing now we're doing segways right yes sponsored by segway sponsored by segway yeah, that'd be great segway sponsor us we should get in on that i should, I should talk to our marketing department our segway sponsored segway yeah. i'm telling you <laughs> I've right, never so, heard of a marketing ploy. So last week, what, what did we learn last week? Okay, here, how about this? How about this? Four weeks in, quarter of the season, what have we learned? Uh, the Cowboys are average again. Yeah. The Cowboys are average again. Um, the NFC East is stronger than we expected, but on the opposite end. Mm-hmm. The Giants and the Cowboys are both down, and the Eagles and the Redskins are both up. Yeah, well, that I for uh, the, almost the entirety of that Chiefs game was like, I cannot believe the Redskins are going to pull this off. Right. And then they didn't, which I'm thanks. Now I got my pick right. But uh, <laughs> other than that, man, they, they I'm scared. As somebody in the NFC East, I am nervous to play the Eagles and the Redskins now. They, yeah. They're, they're going to be tough outs. Well, the uh, the Eagles have, I think, the best offensive defensive line combo in the uh, in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they, they're not. I mean, they're not. And that the, little kicker is a freak. Oh God! Yeah. Wait, what a coming out party! You know what I'm talking about? Good yeah. lord. Um, the Patriots. Well, I they're well, they've got some issues they got to work on. They're last in the league on defense. 
Wow. Well, they have had a lot of injury. They've had a lot of injuries, but had you're a not expecting a Belichick coach team. And like, oh. you know, they got that dude with the beard and the pencil. Oh yeah. Who what is, is he? Have he? A pencil. He has a laminated card. What is he writing down? I don't. He looks like a guy they literally just pulled out of like bar trivia. Yeah. Do you know he's? Didn't he? He's like <laughs> a PhD candidate or something. He's like a genius, though. Really? He like I think he worked for like an aeronautical program. There's he has some like real world crazy experience, and then they brought him on to play football. You're full of shit. There's no, no way. Look it up. Look him up because what he's his original job is like. Oh, he used to make. He needs to make a difference in the world, and now he coaches football because it's more lucrative. Well, yeah. Like, no, it make, no one pays well when you're making a difference in the world. I think these people did. They're like, it's like an aerospace program, man. I'm telling you, he's like a, he's a friggin' genius, like an actual Mensa program genius. Matt Patricia. Look, let's look him up. All right. Um, yeah, you, well, you keep while we, talking. While we do this, uh, I, the Ravens, another team that looked great the first two weeks and have just fallen off. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh, the Panthers, this is a team I want to talk about. All right. Because they you're... have the number one defense in the NFL right now. And Cam Newton looks like he might be putting something together as far as actually being able to get the ball to his receivers. But don't ask him about the routes, though. No. don't. don't well, don't be a woman and ask him anything, apparently. But let's – we talked about that. But, um, no, <laughs> so the Panthers look like they, they're going to be – the class of the NFC South. What's the NFC South? You got the, the Falcons, Saints, Saints, Bucks, Falcons. I don't know the Bucks though. Where are the Bucks sitting at? The Bucks are what are they? Two and one or two, uh, three and they'd, one or two and two? They'd probably they'd be two and one because they skipped that game. Oh yeah. So I think they're. They don't have the records in these sheets. You asshole. <laughs> yeah. Thanks NFL. They're trying to sabotage us because we're telling the truth about their sport. Yeah, they, they have to be two and one. Yeah, let's look, let's look that up. Because they're not undefeated. Yeah, they're two and one. It's, yeah, yeah, they're it's two just and one. Overall, overall, a lot more parity in the league than I've seen in the last couple of well, years. Well, that goes back to my theory. Yeah, exactly. I think that's your theory. I think we've also just seen some major injury. The Raiders, oh, man, I feel terrible for them with um, yeah, the car going down. Yeah, they were. I really hope Carr's career doesn't turn into a Tony Romo esque. He's so great, but injuries cut it short. Well, he wasn't playing great this year. I mean, he was playing okay. Yeah, but he wasn't playing great. They were uh, they were two and one going into that game against the the the, the Broncos. Broncos. I mean, with that with that division, like we we're saying last week, you know, the the Chiefs are four and zero. They're the only undefeated team in the um, and in they the, look every bit they of look four and zero. They look good. Any team that, like, that whole practice series doesn't stand with Andy Reid's team because those guys look great. I mean, they, they were the first team. When they lost Eric Berry, I remember thinking, okay, well, they're going to probably beat the Patriots. But, man, what what a loss. But, Jesus, they're undefeated. No, I mean, and their their defense has been spectacular. They're getting so much pressure off the line, it's ridiculous. Their front seven is flying around. Right, so they they look good. Um, then you have the the Broncos, who are, who are looking, whose defense is excellent. Trevor Simeon is actually playing you know, it's all he has average. to do is manage it. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much all. Uh, the, the Ravens, um, Ravens strategy. Elway's, yeah, Elway set him up. It's just man, just manage this defense. Uh, so I don't think you know. Car goes down for two to four weeks. If it's yeah, how they, three how to five, make, I heard three, three to five. five. Yeah. Well, how are they gonna make More the like playoffs, five. man? In that division, how you I don't make think the they're making the playoffs. I don't think if Dallas loses to Green Bay, I don't think Dallas makes the playoffs. With when the is that, Reds that's next week game. That's next week's game. 
If Dallas loses to Green Bay, Dallas is not playoff. You know what? I th- I think you might be onto something there because the offensive line has taken a step back, and that Dallas is a, a team that needs to possess the ball in order to win because their defense is, yeah. sucks. If our if the Arizona Cardinals offensive line could actually block anybody, they would have lost that game. Well, I think this one big thing is we are getting a couple of our suspended players back, mm-hmm. so that might help us with pressure off the defensive line. And we also have a cornerback who's coming back from injury should help us. Uh, Nolan Carroll, who we got from Philadelphia, yeah, is one of our more veteran players. But um, unless our defense steps up, and this would be a good week to tell because Aaron Rodgers in his passing game is something that's definite. We know what's gonna he's gonna come out. <laughs> Man, they're gonna kill that secondary. Oh, I know, but I. I think the biggest questions for me is, can the secondary manage? Can we stop them? It's not going to be about stopping yards. It's going to be about stopping scores. Right. Um, And a big thing is, I want to see the Cowboys have a more vertical passing game than Mm -hmm. what we've had. Uh, I know our running game has not been as dominant as it was, but we've got to find a way to stretch these defenses more than what we're doing. We might be able to do that against Green Bay, because defensively, they're they're not They're they're really poor um, as far as... uh, corners and defensive backs right uh another team that i think's it has less uh less less chance of falling out of the playoffs just because their division is not as hot excepting the bills but the patriots playing the bucks with that last ranked defense yeah we're gonna find out a lot about the patriots this week are they at tampa bay they are at Tampa Bay. That's a Thursday night game. Yeah. That'll be a good game. That's a good Thursday oh, night yeah, game. That's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna just because like it's interesting that Patriots are now t- they've lost two home games. Yeah, that's rare. Yeah, that doesn't happen. It's, yeah. So if they lose, because uh, yeah, what, what's going on with the Bills? Let's talk about the Bills for a second. Well, I think are, are they for real? Are they buying the Bills? Not yet. Yeah, Ma- not yet because they're the Bills. Right. You know, like, let's let's let history. You're talking to a Cowboys fan who's seen and just on playback the worst of the Bills. <laughs> like those poor Bills. Um, but no, I, I'm just I'm not sold on them yet. Mainly because they're passing game with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah. I'm going to need to see him come out if he comes out and play. He had a great year two years ago and dropped off last year. If he comes out and plays again. Like he has the first couple of weeks, which he's not trying to do too much. Um, he's kind of more managing the game, yeah. using his legs when he needs to, but checking down and getting the ball out uh, quick. I think the Bills could be dangerous. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. They could be that. They could be that wild card team, or the God forbid, if the Patriots are a wild card team. You know, like <laughs> either one of those teams is gonna be tough to beat. Well, the AFC is just stacked. So I mean, I could see if the Patriots don't win that division. I don't see anyone else coming from the a- AFC uh, really? East. Because you know two people are coming from the AFC West. That's guaranteed. Yeah, at least two. Two people are coming. We're going to only get one from the AFC South. Titans, Texans, Jags, and Dolphins. Oh, no. Titans, Texans, well, J- Titans, Texans, Jags, and what's the last one? Colts. Oh, yeah. Colts We're only going to get the Texans out of that, I think. Well, who else, where did the second wild card come from? Because uh, as I know I'm talking about, the AFC East um, might be the strongest contenders. The AFC North, I mean, you have the Browns. They're not going anywhere. The Bengals, no. The uh, Steelers the, are going to go. Steelers are going to win. But I don't think the Ravens Maybe, are gonna... Maybe the Ravens. I think we're sitting here and debating the Ravens or the Bengals. Bengals have been trending well, upwards recently. Possibly. I mean, I'm saying, like, first, if, uh, the, if the Patriots don't win the AFC East, they probably would be a, the second wild card team then, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's that's what I'll probably say. Well, they're gonna they're gonna win that division. 
They may not win it. They may not win it convincingly anymore, but they're going to still win that division. I, I can't. I can't argue with history or you there. I still think I, it's one of those things where I'm. While I'm watching the Cowboys have a down year, I think the greatest thing for me is to also see the Patriots lose. Like I would, like, like I said, I would sacrifice the Cowboys Super Bowl for the Patriots to go zero and sixteen. That's why I'm. That's why I'm really loving like watching the Seahawks just sputter, just sputter because yeah. their offensive line is terrible. Mm-hmm. They did they they won last week, right? Oh, they they destroyed the Colts, but that's the Colts, right? But if they took them to the second half. I mean, before that, they were actually this Colts. Yeah, no, the Colts were up sixteen to eighteen in the first half, right? And then that was it. Whoa, there's another thing we didn't bring up. Uh, Andrew Luck is starting to participate in practice oh, again. Oh, who cares? I I, I mean, yeah, okay, great. He'll he'll do practice. And, like, you know, week eight, he'll do you come think, back. Do you think they're going to let him play this year? Yeah. I think Jim Irsay and that, the way that organization's run, they'll put him on the field, which is everything they shouldn't do. I agree. Because here's the thing. He gives them the best, the best chance of winning. And even if Irsay wanted to protect his investment... Mm-hmm. Does his GM who can be fired? Does his coach who can be fired? They're gonna get rid of Pagano after the next year. Yeah, they better. They, yeah, there's just no way to keep Pagano. Like Pagano and Fisher are two people who are inexplicably held on their jobs years though they should have been canned. Yeah, Pagano, another big one is um what's his name from the Bengals? How does he still have a job? <laughs> so said Susanna. Who's the coach of the Bengals? Uh, <laughs> Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis, yeah. How it's it's like He's got more people in prison than into the playoffs. Like <laughs> I don't understand how he still has a coaching job. I, well, you know, I I don't I don't agree with the coaching carousel. I think you need to stay with your coach even now for some down years. I mean, look at the. Steelers. I'm not saying his down year. He's right, but yeah, so at some Lewis. point, yeah, at some point, Lewis Fisher. They finally can Fisher yeah. after giving him an extension last year. Now, you know, no, the mustache of mediocrity had to go. That was, and that, now look, that, now look at the Rams. They got a new coach. The coach actually. Here's what drives you crazy about NFL coaches. Look at the Rams. The only problem with them was Jeff Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? No, they got a new coach, and the coach actually asked himself, "What can my team do well?" And he's tailing his plan to that. What? What did Jeff Fisher's teams ever do well? Is there one Nothing. day did Jeff Fisher have one season? Yeah, the Tennessee Titans when they went thirteen and three and then lost the Super Bowl to the Rams. That was all Steve McNair, though. I don't, I don't disagree. But you, yeah. add, he, he made his reputation hell of a game. for years on that. Yeah, and he never. I don't think he had a winning. I think he had one more winning season after that. The rest of it, he didn't. No, because I know how uh, many I winning so. seasons did he? How many seasons did he coach Steve McNair? Because I know the Tennessee Titans had like almost every year season Steve I've, McNair started was a winning season. Your predecessor and I went over this last year, and he had more losing seasons. He has a losing record as a head coach. Oh yeah, he's the second worst record as a head coach ever. Yeah, um, was he like three losses away from having the worst record ever? Yeah, it was not. Yeah. It was not an elite. Elite record. No. I think the worst record ever is a coach of the old Creamsicle Buccaneers or the original right. uh, Saints. I don't know who it is though. The Saints. Oh, they're looking terrible again this old, year. The old Archie Manning Saints. Oh, fucking Martin Manning. Tackling dummy Manning. That poor guy. <laughs> oh, whatever. The I mean, he, he's not. He's not. A, I'm not saying he's a nice person. I'm saying that that <laughs> dude got his ass handed to him. I'm saying that he's got CTE. There's no questions there. <laughs> And it's got bad genes, apparently. All right, so let's look at the... Uh, Maybe he passed his CTE onto Eli Manning. That would explain a lot. Womb. Yeah, that's why Eli's <laughs> so slow and can't keep up with anything. Uh, they're, they're just Southern. That's why they're slow. All right, so next Ooh, week... Ooh, oh, ooh, yeah. 
I'll accept that as a fact, but it still hurts to hear. <laughs> All right. So thanks for being a good sport on that one. All right. So let's uh, let's look at the next week. Next, next week, we have a couple minutes left. What games are we looking forward to next week? Um, well, as a Cowboys fan, I'm de- and I think just as a football fan, Cowboys Packers have yeah. the last four, three, four times they played have been amazing games. Yeah, I'm looking uh, forward to that. You should one definitely too. look forward to that one. Seahawks Rams. I want to see the Seahawks passing defense oh, against yeah. the Rams passing offense. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. It's going to tell us a ton about how the division's going to finish. And the Rams always play the Seahawks tough. Yes. So if they have any any residual defensive talent left over from last year. They're going to knock Russell Wilson's dick in the dirt. Yes, absolutely. Um, Panthers, Lions. I think both those teams, we could, you're going to find out a lot about both those teams in that game. Are the Lions head of the division? No, the Packers are, I think the Lions and Packers are tied. Wow. At at two and two or three and one. Yeah, I think so. So either Lions are two and two or three and one, and they're either first or second. Yeah, because the Lions should be, that's right. They had that golden tape. The Bears and the Vikings are down. Yeah. Fuck the Vikings. Vikings. Um, another team the eagles cardinals i think it's going to be i still want to watch this eagles game that's good it's gonna be so bad uh chiefs texans yeah sunday night game yeah i'm gonna i'm actually i'm gonna go with chiefs big on that one i think the chiefs will win by double digits uh because this is gonna be the deshaun this is gonna be that whole the nfl saw what deshaun watson did last week and Uh the chiefs defense and justin houston was like hell no (laughs) hell no i'm gonna let some up on his ass up on his shoulders rookie who just scored 57 points come in here and dominate our defense they're gonna put uh to steal some words from brian uh curl's mouth his dick in the dirt (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna do he's gonna get his ass handed to him all right panthers oh no no no, sorry 49ers colts who wins who wins that garbage bowl uh the the shat fest um i'm gonna go with the 49ers take it okay 49ers take it um which is good because the Colts Colts need the number one pick this year. They need to get somebody to back up, either a quarterback to back up the the breaking down Andrew Luck or an offensive lineman to guard Andrew, <laughs> protect Andrew Luck. Okay, but that's well, it. That's it for games. All right. Well, I was going to ask you one more, one more. Let's get your take on this. The guard, the toilet bowl, the Giants and who are they? The Giants playing the Giants and who's there? Oh, Giants Chargers. Oh, Chargers, no question. Chargers going to win that? Chargers, well, Chargers get Chargers the first win lose, against the Giants. If Chargers lose, yeah. it's by a field goal that they missed. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be great. Poor Phillip Rivers. I hope so. I hope no, I, I, this is kind of funny because it's like watching a really decent team uh-huh. with a terrible QB Yeah, um, that's being dragged down by <laughs> their mediocrity at QB that they've overpaid for too long and just been running away from this fu- inevitability. Yeah. With a team that's very, very mediocre, uh, with a great QB mm-hmm. who has been supporting them on his back, carrying them to the finish line, and watching them fail for him over and over and over. <laughs> that poor guy, dude. I mean, I it's I feel for Philip Rivers the last two three years is how I felt about watching Tony Romo's entire career, which is like, <laughs> oh, Tony Romo threw for five touchdowns and four hundred yards with no interceptions. How are we going to find a way to fuck this up? Oh, yeah, and you and did. that's my first F-bomb today, I think. So I'm proud of myself right there. I think that might be. I think I've said more F-bombs than you. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I'm moving on up. Right oh, there. wow. And Okay, on that note, uh, <laughs> that was 4th and Crow's Week. Thank you all for listening again. And uh, any any questions, comments, anything you want to talk about, Put a, you got our page on Facebook. It's 4th uh, and Crow. Uh, we're always available. 
Anyway, for myself and Perry Evans, we're going to say goodbye, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys.